We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Part three, the last part of the Notre Dame part of the midweek rundown. I'm going to talk a little recruiting, and I thought about not doing this today because we have gone a little long because, shocker, everybody, I got a little long-winded in the first part of the show. A big shocker. I know you guys are completely surprised by that because that never, ever happens with me. I never get long-winded. So we're going to talk a little recruiting because I want to talk about this 24 offensive class a little bit and and a little bit about the defense, but more so the offensive class because – you know, I, I made a comment. I've made comments in the past about Notre Dame and how I'm confident. I'm I'm actually as confident I've ever been about Notre Dame's ability to consistently go out there and, and have a team that's capable of competing for championships in years where everything doesn't have to go perfectly right. They're not there this year, obviously. We we saw that. Notre Dame didn't play didn't make those plays that you needed. The margin for error was a lot thinner against Ohio State. It was thinner against Louisville. They're much further along than where they've been in past years, but they're still just not quite there yet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What What is it that ultimately you know, narrows that march for error. Well, one is good coaching. You need that. And offensively, you know, we're still seeing Jared Parker grow into that role. This is the first time he's ever been a primary play caller as an offensive coordinator. He was not that at West Virginia. He's growing into that role. We saw Al Golden kind of growing into that role last year because it had been, you know, almost 20 years since he'd called games as a defensive coordinator. And, and so, you know, we'll find out if the coaching is there. I, I'm more confident than some that it is there. And, and and I'm also confident that if it's not, that Marcus Freeman's willing to make the changes to get it there. And so we'll find out if the coaching is there. But the other part is the player part. And I absolutely believe this team is a lot closer than they've been. I think the current team is more is one of the more talented teams that Notre Dame has had in the last 20 years. Now, it, it's it's young at some spots where a lot of your talent is, but it's still talented. Receiver, for example. Outside of Chris Tyree, your most talented players are younger guys. And I and I say that as of who they are now. If Deion Colsey was playing, he's kind of uh, up there as far as really talented, but Deion's hurt right now. Right now, you've got – Jaden Thomas is a good football player, but Jaden's not that – man, I think this guy could be a star someday. Those guys are Jaden Greathouse, Braylon James, and the guys in the 24 class. You know, quarterback recruiting has been an issue for a while. Kenny Minchie really helps me feel better about that. Tight end, we've talked a lot about the town at the tight end position. But when I look at the future of this team, a big part of the reason that I think this team is going to be that championship team is because on offense, talk about game wreckers, they're starting to land more and more guys wrecking talent. Now, those guys got to prove it because I believe Tobias Merriweather has, Tobias Merriweather has game wrecking talent. And Tobias has shown that this season. For all the crap he gets from Notre Dame fans, some of it deserved, some of it not deserved. The fact of the matter is, his 10 catches on the year is disappointing. He should have more. He's only scored one touchdown. But Tobias also has been a big play guy. He's also a guy that averages over 20 yards a catch. He had a 45-yard catch against Central Michigan. He had a 76-yard touchdown against, or excuse me, had a 45-yard catch against NC State. He had a 76-yard catch against Central Michigan. He had a a 42-yard grab last week against Pitt. He had a 40-plus-yard touchdown last year against Stanford. He hasn't caught a lot of passes, but he's been a big play guy when he has caught those passes, and that's something that you can build around. I mean, if you you go back and look at the, uh, the Central Michigan game, you know, obviously, like I said, 75-yard touchdown, that, that got things going. And it was because he beat a guy off the line. That guy falls, falls out. It was a 75-yard touchdown, by the way, uh, not not uh, not 76. Tyree had the 76-yarder. So you're talking about a guy that has only 11 career catches, but four of those 11 catches have gone for over 40 yards, right? So he can he can be a big play guy. Now he's got to continue to be given that chance and then take advantage of those chances. Jaden Greathouse can be that guy in a much different rate. Jaden Greathouse has a chance to be a game wrecker from a just a volume standpoint, like a Juju Smith-Schuster is the comparison I've made for Jaden a lot, where he's not a he's not Will Fuller going to run by you, but you need that kind of guy. You need a guy that's a dynamic, just an explosive player. Well, you got you got Tobias in one year, you got Braylon James, and potentially 
or Jaden Greathouse and potentially Braylon James the next year, well, next year in 24, you've got another guy coming in that I think has a chance to be a big-time game record in Cam Williams. I had Cam graded out as a top 50 player before this season started. I had him as a, a guy with five-star upside before this season started. And he's been even better than I thought he would be from a normal junior to senior growth. Like you always expect guys to be better. You don't ever want to see a regression from a player. You always want to see improvement. And so I, I assumed Cam would be better because he's older, he's stronger and all that, but he's made a bigger jump than expected. And you start talking about Cam Williams being a guy that has a chance to be a major game record. And that's exactly what he's been in high school the last two years, a big time playmaker, vertical speed, winning contested catches, not often because he's rarely covered close enough to make a contested catch. But when he has been, he's made them. They're handing, they're just giving him wildcat runs this year in the goal line because they just can't stop him from scoring in the goal line because he's gotten so much stronger this year. And he's, He's also been a much better after-the-catch player this year, making guys miss. He's got kick returns for scores. He takes little screen passes and crossing routes and makes people miss, then accelerates. So strength is up. Speed is big time. And the ability to make you miss is big time. And, and that matters because you you can't just have one guy every three or four years that's a game wrecker. You've got to be bringing in those types of players year after year. And you've got to bring in complementary players. You look at Tobias, tall, long strider, downfield guy, not a guy you're going to be running a bunch of screens to for what he's been right now. You've got Jaden Greathouse, more of a volume pass catcher. Tyrese, pure speed. Braylon James, pure speed. Got a little wiggle, but more of a pure speed guy. Cam Williams brings pure speed as well. So now you're talking about, you know, just looking at the younger players with him, Braylon James and Tobias, three guys that are legitimate vertical weapons in the pass game. Notre Dame doesn't have a lot of that on their team right now. And and as when Cam arrives, Tobias will be older, Braylon will be older. But Cam, to me, is the guy that's most physically prepared to play right away of the three because he's stronger. Uh, he's got a lot more production in his career than both of those guys. And he has a chance to be a game wrecker early, early, early in his career, in my opinion. So having him in the class is huge for Notre Dame. And when you talk about game wreckers in the 2024 class, it has to start with him, in my opinion. There's another guy in the in the in the class on offense that I'm going to talk about as a potential game wrecker. And I and I love Micah Gilbert. I think Logan Soldate's a really good football player. You know, I, I think Cam Caleb Smith has a chance to be that kind of guy as a kick returner down the road, if he can be healthy and also as a slot guy, Logan Saldate and Caleb Smith bring a lot of that shiftiness that Notre Dame is lax. So I, I love all that. I love Aeneas Williams as a dual threat guy, but they have a game record and somebody in the chat just said it. They have a game record coming in at running back next year, folks, that I think has a chance to be really, really special. And that's Kedron Young. And, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm so excited about him. And, and it comes down to, if you notice, I didn't just talk about Cam Williams. It's also about, it's about adding Cam Williams to what you have. And when you look at what Notre Dame has landed the last two years at running back, it's been outstanding. You talk about Jabron Payne and Jadarian Price in 2022. Jadarian's proven to be a, a game wrecker on offense, right? Jeremiah Love's going to be a game wrecker on offense someday. Maybe it's this weekend against Clemson. Those are guys that have a chance to be game wreckers in that. In, in that. But they're right now complimentary players. 
next year if Audra goes pro, and I and I do anticipate that happening. It, uh, no, no intel. Just that's just usually how it goes, and it would make sense for him to to, to do that. He'll be a thousand yard rusher and all that kind of stuff. But those two guys are game wreckers. I mean, they are. And you're adding a guy, like when I look at Jadarian and Jeremiah Love, I, I don't know that either one of them are 20-plus carry game guys like, like Audric can be. But even Audric's not a great volume guy because I've, I've talked about before, he, he tends to wear down a little bit. It's just the way he's built. It's not that he's not tough. It's, not, it's nothing like that. It's just that's the way some people's bodies are just like that. Big, strong, tough guys just maybe don't have quite their body just doesn't have quite the same stamina. For, for a host of reasons. And I've always felt that's a little bit how Audric was at, at times, at least that's how Audric was. Well, when you look at Kedron Young, to me, Kedron Young is, and I've said this before, you want a comp for Kedron Young, I'm going to give you one. And it's about the most unfair comp you can give a guy. He is a more explosive version of Audric Estime. That's saying a lot because Audric Estime is a really good running back. You know, Ryan and I had a debate recently where we talked about, you know, can Audric Estime be a guy that's a, a six yards per carry guy? And and I felt that he can be. And so far he has been. He's at 6.2 this year. Last year he was a 5.9, but in the last 10 games he was 6.6. You know, he's a guy that's a, a, got a lot of that big time ability. His volume is ramping up a little bit. He, he was at six per carry against Pitt this past week. But Kedron Young to me is – is going to have the same, a similar frame to Audric, maybe not as muscular, but size wise, he'll be 215, 220 when it's all said and done, at least. He has got even better feet than Audric because Audric needs to build up a little bit. Audric's got much better long speed than you'd think, which is why he had the 80 yard touchdown run against NC State and nobody could catch him. It's why he had the 70 plus yard touchdown run against Central Michigan that got called back and nobody could catch him because he's got pretty good long speed. He's not an explosive out of the gate guy. Right. He's a guy that needs to he's like a bowling ball. He needs to kind of build up that speed a little better. And and so to me, that's um that's kind of the the, the limitation for him. Hedron Young, on the other hand, has I believe every bit as good of long speed as Audric, but he's more explosive out of the gate, in my opinion. Now, keep in mind, this is not a knock on Audric. I, I had Audric as a four-star kid coming out of high school. I liked Audric Estime a lot. I felt him, getting him and Logan Diggs made it. I was fine losing, not getting Will Shipley because they got those two guys. That says about how good I think Kedron Young can be. I think Kedron Young is an easy top 100 player, borderline top 50 player. I have to regrade him again. But he has a chance to be a star at the next level. And when you complement him with Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price, you've got a chance to have a even more dynamic and explosive running back room than you even have now because those two guys will be older and then Kedron will bring a lot of that to the table. He has got it all as a back. He's low to, built low to the ground, so he plays with naturally great pad level. He has exceptional vision and balance, two musts for a great running back. He is much more, and so again, Jason Smith, man, you keep beating me to the punch. I love it. I love the fact that you're putting stuff in the chat before I even get to it, man. I'm, I'm digging it. But Jason's, Jason Smith just said his feet are sweet too. 100% agree. For a guy as big as he is, very nimble athletically, but also has very has some suddenness to him. His ability to make people miss in short area is like, how does a guy that big get through that little hole? And then, of course, the long speed. 
Kedron has a chance to be a star. And when you talk about him and Jeremiah at together in back-to-back classes, because Jadarian's now two years removed from him. So I'm talking about just back-to-back classes. You're talking about having arguably at some point in time down the road, your most explosive one-two punch you've ever had. Now that could be first Jadarian and Jeremiah in 2024. But then when it becomes Jeremiah and Kedron, boy, it's got a chance to be special. And it, it, it they allow each other to not be overworked. And it, and also the importance for Kedron is Kedron coming to Notre Dame is going to make Jeremiah Love better. And, and I'm not talking about from the competition standpoint because I don't worry about Jeremiah Love needing to be pushed to be great. I think Jeremiah Love's drive to be great comes from the inside and comes from home. That's where I think it comes from. I don't think he needs to go get better running backs and good running backs so he doesn't get complacent. There's nothing complacent about Jeremiah Love. If he wanted to just, you know, have up, you know, have up to just be handed things or not be challenged, he'd have gone somewhere else. He chose Notre Dame because he wants to be great in every aspect of his life. He doesn't need that. It's more so about having Jadarian next year, but then also Kedron and Kedron coming along gives them that different type of between the tackles, every down natural runner. That means that you can still do that with Jeremiah, but you can also do things with Jeremiah in two back sets and in the pass game that allow you to continue to make Jeremiah an all-purpose guy on offense. And if they can run an offense where you've got a a legitimate special back as your lead back and Jeremiah Love, there's no reason you can't play them both together for decent amounts of time because Jeremiah is such – and and Jason, you're killing me, man. I was going to say unique player, which is exactly what Jason said in the chat. So Jason Smith's on fire today, my man. But that's the great. That's what's great about this one-two punch because they both can be game wreckers. And it's been a long time since Notre Dame has added this many game wreckers in back-to-back years. Final one for me. You're talking about a. It's all. It's great to have running backs. It's great to have receivers that can be that guy. It's great to have, you know, your Will Fullers. It's great to have your Golden Tates and your Michael Floyds. It's great to have, you know, the the, the big-time players. It's great to have running backs that are big-time players. It's great to have a Josh Adams type of guy. It's great to have Dexter Williams in 2018. It's great to have Reggie Brooks and Jerome Bettis and all that. All great. All great. At the end of the day, however, if you don't have guys can block for them and you don't have guys can throw to them, you're going to be in trouble. And so my last two game records, and again, it's a big reason why I love this offensive class because there's so many guys that are this way. It's going to be Gearby Lambert and C.J. Carr. And Gearby I'm going to talk about because Gearby Lambert, just as far as God-given ability, might be the most gifted tackle that Notre Dame has signed or will sign in a long time. He's further along than Ronnie Stanley was at the same age. He's more athletic than Charles Jagasaw was last year. He has got more God-given power and ability and length than Mike McGlinchey had coming out of high school. I'm talking tackles. I'm not talking Quentin Nelson. I'm talking tackles. He has got, obviously, more athleticism and length than than Zach Martin or Liam uh, Eichenberg had. He's got every bit the natural power that those other guys have. His combination of size, length. I had somebody tell me that he's got about 35 to 36 inch arms, which is insane. Now, even if it's 34 and a half, 35, that's elite length. And he's got incredible natural power and he's very athletic. He is a legit future top 10 NFL draft pick talent at offensive tackle. I was told this 
the very beginning of this recruiting process by Pete, some folks that I that I that I know over on the Notre Dame side of things. And at the time, they you know they'd offered Brandon Baker, and there was other guys in the class they'd thrown offers to. But I was told at the very beginning, the very beginning, that Notre Dame felt the best offensive tackle in the country was Kirby Lambert. Harry Heastan fell in love with him immediately. The entire recruiting staff fell in love with him immediately. They looked at this kid. Now, of course, they see him a lot when they're studying Bubakar and they're going to visit Bubakar. And they felt early on this was the best offensive tackle in high school football in, in his class. So he has got a chance to be a star, a star, which, again, you've got one now at left tackle. But you've got to continue that, and Gearby Lambert gives them a chance to be that. I mean, if there's a, a day – down the road where Notre Dame's starting offensive line is left tackle Gearby Lambert and right tackle Charles Jagasaw and or maybe Sullivan Absher and then Charles is a guard or maybe ta- Charles is a tackle and Sullivan's a guard, whatever. You've got a chance to have a truly elite offensive line. This is going to be hype, sound hyperbolic and to a degree it is because there's so much pro- projection there. But I could see a, you know in, in two to three years if, if Billy Shrouth stays around and gets coached up, You've got a fifth-year senior, Billy Shrouth. You've got Charles Jagasaw as a senior. You know, you've got Kirby Lambert as a junior. Sullivan Absher as a senior, and some version of Sam Pendleton or you know Peter Jones or Anthony Knapp or you know take any of the kids they've signed in recent years that are interior players, and you've got a chance to have an offensive line that has the God-given ability, if not more than the 2017 offensive line as an entire whole. It could be that good. Got to coach it up and got to develop it. But adding Gearby Lambert completed all that because he is the most natural left tackle type of player, which is funny because he doesn't play left tackle in high school, but he's got that ability. But at the end of the day, all of that, you still need in college football, a big-time quarterback. And C.J. Carr is a big-time quarterback. Now, C.J. Carr is not a game record, game-changer elite player because of he has the best physical tools. That's Deuce Knight. He's not that guy because he's an elite athlete. He's a good athlete. He's not an elite athlete. His combination of, of all the things, good size, not great. Good arm, not elite. It combines with a great feel for the game and elite intelligence. That's what makes CJ Carr special, is that combination of all those traits. When you talk about the talent that Notre Dame is going to have coming in and has on the roster, and I I fast forward to 2025, and and this is why it's so important because you can throw Kenny Minchin into this conversation as well and Deuce Knight into the conversation because you need these conversations, these, these type of players. But I'm going to talk about – I'm talking about CJ in the 24 class. But if CJ quarter, cards your court starting quarterback in a couple years, you're going to have guys like – Tobias Murray weather to throw to. You're going to have Holden Stace, Eli Raritan. You're going to have Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, Braylon James, KJ Smith, KK Smith, Cam Williams, Micah Gilbert, and Logan Saldate, plus whoever you land in 25. It could be Taylor Taylor, or who, you know, all the guys are going to land in 25. And then you look at you know running back. You're going to have Jordarian Price, Jeremiah Love, Kedron Young, Aeneas Williams. The difference between Notre Dame being a really good offense and an elite championship caliber offense is: does a quarterback step up and be that guy? 
but the quarterback needs to be a combination of I can make plays with my my body when I need to, but I've got to be an elite distributor. And the the thing that excites me so much about CJ is that he can make plays with his legs. He is a good athlete. He's got great feel in the pocket. He can move around by time. But what makes CJ Carr special and what makes him the perfect quarterback prospect in this class for Notre Dame, and again, this isn't a shot at Kenny or, or Deuce. I'm talking about this class because I'll make a similar case for those guys. And Kenny is a much more similar to CJ. Is Kenny and CJ, and in this case, CJ, are guys when they're at their best, it's them making decisions with this and then getting the ball out on time and accurately. That's where they bring elite, elite ability. When you look at the talent that Notre Dame is going to have, you need that. Yes, it's great to have a playmaker. And if a guy can be that and be a playmaker, I don't know how you get stopped. But what I love about CJ is that he can make enough plays with his legs and his arm and all types of things, but he the, the fact that he's an elite distributor, he's he processes information quickly. He throws a ball on time, even, even for a young guy. His ball placement is exceptional. He brings all the traits you want and need to be an elite quarterback and an elite distributor of the football. And that combined with all the game records, they're playing in skill positions, make is why he's such a big pickup. And why? You want to know why? I've said to you all along, defense gets you to the show, but offense wins you championships. This is why I'm so excited about the chances of Notre Dame winning a title because they're finally bringing in game records at running back, wide receiver, and tight end, continuing to recruit offensive line well, but now they're finally getting their quarterback. And it started with CJ. Now, Kenny Minchie is on this team first, but Kenny committed after CJ. The run of quarterback right now with CJ, Kenny, and Deuce is about as good as I could imagine for Notre Dame because you have two guys that project to have elite upside from a distribution standpoint, Kenny and CJ, and then an elite guy from a playmaking standpoint in Deuce. And it's exactly where you need to be. And that's why I'm excited because you're going to have the potential to be great trigger men. And if you want to know why, I say avoid the portal unless a stud is out there. It's this right here. It's Kenny Minchie. It's CJ Carr. Because I want to develop those kids because maybe 24 is not your year, but 25 could be. And you're going to need those young quarterbacks to be to have the experience and the opportunity to prove themselves and to not be new starters in 25. And if you're able to do that and willing to do that, they're going to reward you. Whoever wins that job, they're going to reward you with big-time play. And that is why I've said boldly, without – backing down at all without any doubt that I fully believe Notre Dame will have a, a shot and, and, and I believe can and will win a championship in the next five years, beginning with this season because of that, that type of talent with at skill receiver, running back tight end, continue to recruit offensive line. Well, and you're finally doing it at quarterback and CJ Carr's the guy that got it all started. He's the first one that committed. He's the first one that jumped on board. He's the one that's embraced that embraced Kenny. He's the one that's that's you know that that is the Pied Piper for a lot of that skill players. You have a guy like that, you got a chance to be special. And that's why I'm excited about it. 
one more break coming up, and then we're going to run through this last bit, the big games this weekend, because there are some amazing games this weekend that I am very much looking forward to, and we're going to talk about those next on the final part of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. (laughs) 